said, but offered no further details. She supposed she didn't want further details. She suspected he did this sort of thing on a regular basis to add to his already too large collection of spells. At least he had the benefit of not being bothered by the magic. She wished she could say the same for herself. But she wasn't one to shy away from the difficult. So she turned her thoughts back to the matter at hand. The keep had to be assaulted, and she needed to know the particulars of the defenses so she wouldn't make any mistakes in the taking of it. You said something about magic guarding the walls, she said, suppressing the urge to shiver from a cold that came from more than just evening mist. You should tell me of it again. She looked up at Miach. I wasn't listening when you tried before. He smiled as he turned her to him and pulled her cloak up closer to her chin. I imagine you weren't. So here is the tale. Several centuries ago, the headmaster, whose job it is to see to these sorts of things, determined that it would serve the wizards of Bushaka to know who walked in and out of their gates. Or over their walls, she added. I, that too, I dare say. He agreed. Master Kyanard crafted a spell that sets off an alarm in his chambers. If any but he who has presented himself to the gatekeeper uses any sort of magic within the boundaries of the castle, keeps the rabble out, I dare say. I dare say, she muttered. He studied her for a moment or two before he reached out and tucked a strand of hair behind her ear. You know, I wouldn't think any less of you if you stayed here. I can scale a wall as proficiently as you, my lord. He smiled briefly. You know that isn't what I'm talking about. He glanced at the keep, then looked back at her. I fear, Morgan, that I will walk places tonight where you won't want to go. She looked up at him, his face cast in deep shadows, and suppose she could have told him that what lay before them was the least of her worries. But she imagined he already knew that. She also could have reminded him that he was braving the place in front of them to fetch a spell for her use, not his. But she supposed he knew that already as well. This was merely another in a very long list of things he had done for her benefit alone. The least she could do was go with him and see that he didn't find himself with a sword thrust into his back. No matter where his path led. I don't fear what's inside those walls, she said, wondering if saying it often enough would at some point lead her to believe the lie. Just tell me how we're going to avoid that alarm. He looked at her for another moment in silence, then sighed. We're not going to use any magic as we're about our business. And just who you are won't set bells to ringing? I'm going to hide who and what I am. He paused. You'll need to do the same. She knew she shouldn't have been surprised by how dry her mouth had suddenly become. But she was. She had faced countless men over blades and never once doubted her skill. Yet there she was, terrified just the same. Magic was, as her former swordmaster Scrimesher Weaker had said on more than one occasion, a very dodgy business indeed. I'm going to give you a Durailian spell, Miak continued. I think it will do for our purposes tonight. I didn't think the dwarves had any spells. They don't have very many, and they are, as you might imagine, exceptionally reluctant to share the ones they do have. 
find yourself locked in some dwarvish solar without anything to do save poke in books you shouldn't have been reading? She asked pointedly. He smiled. I might have. Miak, someday you're going to get caught. Just please don't let it be tonight. I always have a good excuse for being where I'm not supposed to be. He assured her. Now, the spell I'm going to give you is particularly useful when you want to hide something. A cache of gems, or perhaps piles of gold. Or yourself. He paused. Or rather, merely a part of yourself, as in just your magic. But how can I use one of their spells? She protested faintly. I thought you could only use what magic you had in your blood. Well, unless you happen to be the Archmage of some realm or other and then she supposed anything was possible. Magic is generally responsive only to what the mage has in his veins, he agreed. But tis possible to use things you aren't entitled to by birth, if you have enough power. He smiled faintly.